Hello and welcome to St. Paul's Faith to Go podcast, your on-the-go resource for everything you need to have faith discussion throughout your day, at home, at work, with your friends, and with your family. My name is David Tremaine. I'm the Director of Outreach and Formation, and I am joined today, as I will be all year, uh, with our whole faith formation team. I'm Maya Little Sonia. I'm the Youth Minister here at St. Paul's. I'm Abby Krieger, and I am the Director of Children, Youth, and Family Ministries. And we are in our new, very fancy AV room. We have a new setup. As you might be able to hear, we're much clearer and crisper. We have actual microphones that we're talking into, like fa- like NSYNC face mics. Yes. And it's very exciting. Hamilton is also here. That is Abby's, Abby's small dog, Hamilton. Say hi. He's, bringing, hi. he's being hi. very calm, and he's bringing a great presence into the room. Uh, so, this is our first episode of our second season of Faith to Go. We took a nice break over the summer. Both Maya and Abby joined the actual staff of the cathedral over the summer this summer, and so we're really excited to be all together and to do this Faith to Go podcast for you all. Um, so, we're just going to jump right into it. So, this week's um, gospel reading is Matthew 18, 21 to 35, and our theme is the gift of forgiveness and differences. So Maya is going to read our scripture for today. Then Peter came and said to him, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. Awesome. And then there's a parable the parable of the unforgiving servant, which is right after that. It's kind of long, so we want to make sure that we uh, keep the podcast short, but we commend it to you to read on your own. Uh, but it's like a, an example of, Jesus is giving an example of the kingdom of God being kind of based on this principle of forgiveness, reminding us how important it is to forgive people. Because we have been forgiven. <laughs> yeah, Yes, but also I think the parable points to not just the fact that we've been forgiven so we should forgive others, but what what kind of personal suffering we can go through when we don't forgive people. Yes, yeah. true. Like the, the, the burden we are under and the way that we are bound when we, there is someone for us to forgive and we don't do it. Yeah. Right. What is that quote, the one about expecting someone else to drink poison or you're drinking poison and then expecting someone else to die? Right, exactly. Yeah, I always think about that with my forgiveness issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To forgive people. Cuz sometimes you're still bitter over something and you're the only one that needs to let go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing about the parable is like it's it's a person who can't who can't forgive. It's a, like a parable about a person who can't forgive and the suffering that happens to them by not being able to forgive. Mm-hmm. And that the whole kingdom of God is based on that like the way that that changes you to be able to forgive people. Mm-hmm. And now that's liberating cuz they talk about jail and maybe there's some metaphor there. So, um, based, on our, based on that idea of forgiveness, uh, we're going to move to our theologian for the week, who is Paul Tillich, who is a German Lutheran theologian who taught in the United States for a long time, uh, right in the middle of the 20th century. This is from a book called The Eternal Now, and it's Paul Tillich writing about uh, forgetting and remembering. There's a kind of forgetting that is decisive for our personal relationships, None of them is possible without a silent act of forgiving, repeated again and again. Forgiving presupposes remembering. 
It creates a forgetting not in the natural way we forget yesterday's weather, but in the way of the great in spite of that says, I forget although I remember. Without this kind of forgetting, no human relationship could endure healthily. I don't refer to a solemn act of asking for and offering forgiveness. Such rituals as sometimes occur between parents and children or friends or man and wife are often acts of moral arrogance on the one part and enforced humiliation on the other. But I speak of the lasting willingness to accept the one who has hurt us. Such forgiveness is the highest form of forgetting, although it is not forgetfulness. The stumbling block of having violated another is pushed into the past, and there is the possibility of something new in the relationship. Forgetting in spite of remembering is forgiveness. We can live only because our, we can live only because our guilt is forgiven and thus eternally forgotten, and we can love only because we forgive and are forgiven. So I love that about the that way of thinking about forgiveness as this like at the same time doing forgetting and doing remembering, mm-hmm. and. Well, he says at the end that um, the only way we can love is to forgive and to be forgiving. That, like, to forgive and to be forgiven are these, like, really deep acts of love. Yeah. And to think about them as, as acts of love rather than some kind of, like, moral imperative. Well, I mean, I don't know if you noticed, but when you first read this to us, a little bit of tears came to my eyes, just mm. a little bit. Um, like, actually, though, um, because this is really... Rel- uh, it's really relatable because in my family, like, there's been this thing about, like, we call it the scorecard. Mm. So, like, everyone seems to keep score um, of wrongs that have been perpetrated. And it's been, like, you did this in, like, 2008, so I'm not going to, like, be nice to you now. Mm-hmm. And that's been a huge problem and um, for everyone. And so to hear this was really powerful. and it And it's you know, debilitating for everyone in the family. And I think it's the same for the human family. If we have a scorecard and say, you did this right now and here, and so either I have the right to do it to you or I'm not going to forgive you, it's toxic for both people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. what we saw in the Bible story. Right. So that is our theme for the week, forgiveness and difference. And it's going to have a little bit of a... St- I, uh, we're going to get to the differences part when we get to the older kids, the 11 to 18-year-olds. Um, but right now, we're going to move into the age 0 to 4. Okay, so uh, we're going to start with our 0 to 4-year-old age group. Uh, if you recall, all, all of our listeners from last season will remember that uh, we, every week, focused on uh, the videos from our Faith to Go resources um, for each age group as kind of a jumping off point for what the uh, discussions at home with your uh, kids and your families are going to be like. This week we're going to shift and look at the uh, dinner discussions. So on our Faith to Go website, uh, which you can find a link to in our, dis- our podcast description, um, is uh, full of five resources every week for these three different age groups. Um, and one of those resources is a prayer and then questions to have a discussion about the prayer during dinner. So uh, what we're going to do for each one of these segments is to read the prayer and then uh, talk about 
um, the developmental appropriateness of the, you know, where the conversations can go for each age group uh, based on the theme, and then uh, talk about the hopes for that conversation based on the questions that we've provided on the website. Uh, so Abby's going to lead us off by reading the prayer, and then we'll, uh, we'll go on from there. Lord, thank you for your example of forgiveness. Help us to be mindful of all the ways in which you forgive us. Teach us to notice those moments where we can try to be better people. (coughs) Guide us to appreciate and be humble in knowing that you will always forgive us. Thank you for always giving us the opportunity to turn back to you and change our ways. So I really like this prayer and the questions that follow it because it is super developmentally appropriate for zero to four-year-olds. Because, you know, you go from being an infant to not having conscious communication and the ability to maybe have tangible thought. Mm. I don't think anyone knows that. Um, To realizing that I am a separate being, that I am not my parents, um, and they are not me. Mm -hmm. And I have the ability, and you know, you enter preschool around uh, three or four years old, and as I have the ability to hurt people in what I do and I say that words hurt, mm-hmm. um, actions hurt. And the same thing, that I have the ability to feel betrayed and hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I can fix that mm-hmm. with forgiveness and mm-hmm. saying I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Or saying I forgive you. I accept your apology. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I was in kindergarten, they call it cold pricklies and warm fuzzies and mm-hmm. like, something you say, is it a warm fuzzy thing to say or is it a cold prickly thing to say? Mm-hmm. If it's cold prickly, use your I statements mm-hmm. and say, I'm sorry for what I did. Right. Um, or ask for an apology and say yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, it's like the, the, the last week's gospel was about like what it precedes the forgiveness because it's about like approaching someone about a conflict that mm-hmm. you have had, that yeah. you had. Um, and so before you can recognize that there is a conflict, you have to know that conflict can exist and right. that's what is that's what kids are developing into mm-hmm. at this age group is i am separate from my care parents and my caregiver i am separate from these other humans and now my actions like you said can hurt someone else and, and so there can every... be conflict between us mm-hmm. and yeah. i'm not going to get everything i want right. um that you're not always going to agree with me mm-hmm. you're not always going to care for me like my mm-hmm. parents care for me and then this is the place this is the time when kids start to we start to teach kids, you know, you need to go say you're sorry. Mm-hmm. Now right. you need to go apologize. Conflict mm-hmm. resolution. And the other, right. And the other part of being apologized, and then being apologized too, is forgiving. Mm-hmm. And then going on and being able to play. Right. And be in relationship again. Like, let's be best friends now. Right. So the idea that when someone does something to you, it's not the end of your relationship, is a significant place to start with Absolutely, this age group. Yeah. So the questions that uh, are on the website for this dinner discussion... I wonder what it means to forgive someone. Um, these are all uh, wondering questions. Um, so they're very open-ended, and they're meant to just kind of invite um, reflections from your child. I wonder how it helps our hearts to forgive people. I wonder if there, is, there was someone um, that you wanted to forgive today. I wonder if there is anyone uh, that you want to forgive you. And I wonder how Jesus teaches us to forgive. So in, this is kind of an, the inviting the ability to kind of reflect on what, how kids understand 
the idea of forgiveness itself. What does it mean to forgive someone? How does it like change you to forgive people? Mm -hmm. And then also looking back at the day and starting that process of that I think we all do, or at least when we're really being intentional about our relationships we do is, was there somebody that I hurt today? And Mm -hmm. if there was, what can I do about it tomorrow? Or was I hurt today? Mm -hmm. And do I need to approach someone and let them know that so that they can have the opportunity to apologize and that I can have the opportunity to forgive? Uh, And then kind of turning it back to the gospel and saying, so what does Jesus teach us about Mm -hmm. these four things that we just Right, because every preschool teacher is going to tell you about, you know, sorry and forgiveness, but how does that relate to what you're learning in Sunday Mm -hmm. school? And what does God think about mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Right. Because there's a, there's a way to just say, well, these are the rules of how you are in relationship mm-hmm. to one another. And then it's a different level of thinking to say, and this is what it, how it can change. Right. The fact that it changes you to do these things and not just that you have to do things. them. Right. right. It's not required. But you, it should it'll be able to help you. Right. And that's the shift from that parable of thinking like, oh, God's going to punish you for not, for, being for, for not forgiving. Right. To thinking... It is a punishment to not forgive in it, in and of itself mm-hmm. yeah. because it is painful. Yeah, holding on to that hatred really or anger or anything really mm-hmm. weighs you down. Mm-hmm. Right, and it, it cuts you off. It closes the door for really authentic mm-hmm. and beautiful relationships mm-hmm. with people. Yeah. And so in this dinner conversation uh, with your zero to four-year-old, uh, it'd just be an interesting time to open up that space to just hear what they're thinking about forgiveness what their experiences of it have been and if they recognize it you know in their life that day or with their brothers or sisters or yeah. with their yeah. friends yeah exactly all right uh that's zero to four and now we're going to move into our five to ten year old age okay so this is our five to ten year old age range uh, again, the dinner discussion. Uh, and it's the same um, prayer as the zero to four-year-olds, um, but different questions. And these are more kind of focused and not uh, wondering questions. But before we talk about them, uh, we're still going to read the prayer again, just so you're familiar with it. And, uh, so we'll, and we'll go from there. So Abby's going to read the prayer. Lord, thank you for your example of forgiveness. Help us to be mindful of all the ways in which you forgive us. Teach us to notice those moments where we can try to be better people. Guide us to appreciate and be humble in knowing that you will always forgive us. Thank you for always giving us the opportunity to turn back to you and change our ways. The questions are a little bit more focused because you do want to elicit more of a conversation than just kind of a interjections and exclamations, which are great for zero to four. But, um, so the first one is, who was the last person you forgave? What did they do? How does forgiving help us to love God more? What does Jesus tell us about forgiveness? What should our response be when God forgives us? And how might it be hard to receive God's forgiveness? Mm. Yeah. And so this, yeah. And the, and they're, they're, you can see kind of the shift to developmentally to the five to ten year olds because it is m- moving more towards like what is this what what kind of um, relationship does forgiveness have to your own well being and to your relationship with God, which is right. kind of a conceptual mm-hmm. that's a very conceptual idea mm-hmm. and how that's tied and how God loves it when you're well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the and now moving like 
moving towards that kind of preteen age, that five to ten year old age when you're in elementary school, you're you're learning kind of the social structures of the culture. Um, yeah, and you're getting into a place where it can be hard to like believe that you could be forgiven. Um, you're taking on a lot of new kind of emotions and experiences based on um, interacting with so many different kinds of people. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the, the maturing of those, of relationship um, that can lead sometimes to it, the idea of, the idea of God being kind of based on your experience of other people and that God, your relationship with God is just like your experience of mm-hmm. your relationship with anybody else. Right. That or people I, can hurt you or that people can with, withdraw their forgiveness from you. And that you can never be forgiven. Right. Mm-hmm. Or um, as Abby was saying, this is developmentally appropriate because their conscience um, is definitely more matured and mm-hmm. they kind of have, they're less, um, well, this sounds bad, but like less entitled to the sense of like, uh, I feel like five to ten year olds are more, um, I know what is right and what is wrong and when I've done something wrong mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. when you're like three and you're like stomp mm-hmm. your foot indignantly and like mm-hmm. I've not done nothing wrong. That's right. Um, you get the chance to claim it when you're, you start to like mm-hmm. understand claiming responsibility for your claiming actions. Claiming responsibility, exactly. And um, so this relates to that in the sense that how can I be forgiven and it's hard for me to forgive myself because sometimes I'm the only one that scorecard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so this is really inviting. Our hope for this conversation is to invite some reflection on our relationship with God, uh, what it is like to forgive and to be forgiven on a on like a personal inward level, and what it is like to be in a forgiving relationship with God when we do things that, you know, when we do things in our day that we may feel guilty for or unhappy about that, um, that there is always forgiveness for us. And that idea that we are always, you know, surrounded by this loving, forgiving force no matter what. Um, um, no matter what the, our relationships with other people might look like. And, what would, and to piggyback off of what David was saying about uh, interacting with different types of people, um, when you're younger, your, your world is small, right? It's my mm-hmm. parents, like my friends at school, um, my teachers, that's it. Um, when you're 10, it's, you see different types of people in the world, and the mm-hmm. world gets way bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that is that you see differences. Mm-hmm. So not everyone lives where I live. Mm-hmm. Not everyone eats what I eat. Not everyone um, looks like me mm-hmm. um, or has the same stuff me and my neighbors do mm-hmm. uh, down the street. Um, and they start to see that, definitely 5 to 10. And um, it's hard to come to terms with that a little bit and so forgiveness is just like also a celebration of interpersonal relationships and mm-hmm. a celebration of differences yes and so that leads us perfectly into our 11 to 18 year old age range which we'll talk about next okay so now we uh, come to our uh, final uh, portion of the podcast the 11 to 18 year old age range uh, and the dinner discussion for that age group. Um, this one is um, also based on forgiveness, but it is uh, specifically a, uh, jumping off from the Romans reading from this past Sunday. Uh, and in the Romans reading, uh, the question is asked, why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you despise your brother? Uh, so Abby's going to read the prayer, and then we'll uh, talk about the questions. 
Lord, thank you for creating us. Help us to see you and each other in our differences and similarities. Guide us in accepting each other and celebrating all people. Thank you for making each of us special and different, yet in your image. Amen. Amen. I think this is great developmentally because, you know, just a couple words I'm going to throw out is teenage rebellion, angst, um, identity. Um, So in zero to four, we talked about like, oh, I'm a separate person from my parents and my caregivers. 11 to 18, you're like, get me away from them. I'm going to rebel. I'm going to do everything that you're not. Um, and then they and they form their own political ideologies. They form their own opinions on things. They have their own music taste, their own style. Um, there's cliques. So there's bullies in high school, and there's cliques. And cliques aren't necessarily a bad thing. If they can, if they get like vicious. But like people you hang out with based on your interests and your beliefs. Um, and sometimes there's animosity, you know, mm-hmm. between the jocks and the band kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you learn how to deal with that. But you also acknowledge that, you know, you're just trying to go to school. And it's hard because it's a time in your life when, when you are, like, developmentally, you are defining yourself. You are mm-hmm. deciding mm-hmm. what your identity is for you and not what other people have told you you are. And but at the same mm-hmm. time, those differences are exploited in social settings, especially at school, mm-hmm. and you're kind of made fun of for for right. separating yourself. Yeah. Or you think in, people should having be your like own you identity? Because like for me, I was listening to like really good. I I'm 18 now, and I'm looking at my 12 year old self. I'm like, dang, I had great music taste. <laughs> I had great style, but I do not. And I thought every. I thought I was. I thought I was like the bee's knees. I thought I was the best. And I thought everyone is below me because like I have superior music taste. Mm. I'm better than all of you. Just saying. And so when you force your perception on what you should be onto other people, you mm-hmm. know, and then they didn't feel the same way about me and they thought I was a weirdo, which arguably uh, justified in a way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, when I saw that, it was just, uh, it was definitely hurt mm-hmm. um, when I projected what I thought other people should be mm-hmm. uh, in our differences and what they thought I should be. Um, and I felt rejected. I felt hurt. And I... I pe- held that for a long time Mm -hmm. another thing is you know with the angst it's like you internalize a lot of anger or you outwardly express it in anger um in negative ways in which you need to be asking for forgiveness and also forgiving yourself Mm. uh when you internalize it and are mean Mm -hmm. to yourself Mm -hmm. um and when you outwardly aggress aggressively act towards other people it's um forgiving yourself but for forgiving others so you don't do that anymore and acknowledging differences so you don't do that. So these dinner questions for the discussion are revolve around the idea of differences, um, but not just the fact that they exist, which is where the questions start, but like w- how God understands our differences and how God celebrates them and how we might be invited to celebrate differences too. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your, f- the first question is, what is your favorite TV show? What is your best friend's brother's sister's favorite t- TV show? What day of the week is your favorite? What day is their favorite? So this is like really basic like things that, you know, recognizing difference between people. Uh, the other question is, do you know someone who celebrates different holidays than you do? Eats different foods? Worships God differently? And now we get to kind of beyond just kind of like trivial differences, like really foundational, important differences in who people are and how they identify. The third question is, how do you feel about these differences? The fourth question is, how do you think God feels about these differences? And the fifth question is, in what ways do you think God wants us to treat differences that we see? I really liked how they started with uh, 
people you love, your brother, your sister, your best friend, and, you know, a small difference, like your favorite TV show. But you look at it in a broader context uh, with the world and more serious issues, and you're like, well, these people are my brother and sisters, too, in the human mm -hmm. family, uh, in Christ or whatever. You, uh, wh however you can relate to people. Mm -hmm. um, and realize, well, if I can forgive my best friend for changing the channel, I can forgive someone for something like mm -hmm. this. Just because mm -hmm. we are, I love them, and it, that's how God wants mm -hmm. us to be, at least. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's something, I think the tie-in for, like, yeah, that's, this is one tie-in for the forgiveness. And the other thing, I think, well, it's the same thing you just said, kind of, is like, what does it mean to, to hold our differences and our similarities at the same time? What does it mean to think about it like forgiving our differences? Not that someone being different is, like, harming you in any way, but that, like Tillich said, there's this forgetting and there's remembering, and that mm -hmm. forgiveness is doing both of them at the same time. So right. it's like remembering our differences and forgetting them at the same time, is that we recognize our differences and that builds, us, builds up our relationship. We remember them, and yet they aren't the only thing that we recognize in one another. We forget them at the same time. So there's remembering and forgetting of differences, and at the very at the extremes, you you see it. We kind of can look around to the country and see it now, because mm -hmm. there is a way of just forgetting people that there are people that have vastly different, almost polar opposite views mm -hmm. than we do. Yeah. So how can we forgive that difference? People, how can know. we forgive it to be back in relationship? So that we don't forget the differences because then we're pretending like they are something that they're not. Right. But we don't only remember them and then we just never speak. But there is a way there is a way of being in a relationship where we just can like hear each other. All right. So that is the end of our eleven to eighteen year old um category. We hope you have um good conversations around um those Questions about differences and, and celebrating differences and differences in God's eyes. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, thank you, Maya and Abby. Thank you, David. Thanks, for Abby. For being awesome. Thank you. And Hamilton. Um, and and Hamilton, Hamilton for, for keeping being us here, company keeping and being a really quiet, good listener. Very mellow. Very good. Uh, also, thank you to our growing number of listeners around the world at japan and germany where you at come yeah. through <laughs> there's now like six countries around the world where people have listened to the podcast yeah so if you'd like to who are they contribute who are questions you? who yeah. are you we want to know who you are yeah. email hamilton at hamilton yeah <laughs> email the dog like ask abby <gasps> no it's dear abby dear abby so say dear abby i'm from japan i love your podcast with hamilton and unfortunately you can't actually email hamilton but you can email one of us <laughs> so if you do if you would like to get in touch with us we'd love to know who you are why you listen what um your week has been like what yeah. kind of cool things come up from your conversations hamilton so if you would if you'd people. like to email us any questions or comments or feedback uh you can email uh us at my uh saint paul's email which is Tremaine D, T-R-E-M-A-I-N-E-D, at stpaulcathedral.org. S-T-P-A-U-L-C-A-T-H-E-D-R-A-L dot O-R-G. Bing! Boom. Got it right. And? And what? Oh, I was going to say, and we'll forward the message to Hamilton. Yes, Hamilton will definitely get it. Don't worry. Oh, he will. Okay, so that's our podcast for this week. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and uh, make sure you check out the... 
faith to go resources at stpaulcathedral.org slash faith to go. And we'll talk to you again Have next week. week. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.